so I just finished watching Lemony Snicket's uh, A Series of Unfortunate Events. And it re- I'm so glad I watched it now, uh, being an adult, first of all. And also um, watching it before uh, a parent has died and after a parent has died is a completely different experience. It has the same kind of um, emotional impact just by the weight of like the combination of words used. Jude Law's accent... Because the way he says things, it just sounds fantastic. And like the reality of, of children, three children losing their parents, it's always horrible. And I think the reason why it's always so horrible, even if you haven't lost a parent, is because you're always imagining what it would be like. The thought of it just, before you've lost a parent, the thought of it just sounds paralyzing and you just cry there and then because you, you imagine yourself in the future when you have lost them and, and how bad it would feel. But I think there's a moment in the film where Lemony Snicket, i.e. Jude Law says, and I don't know if Lemony Snicket actually said this part, but he kind of goes, um, if you've never felt what it's like to lose someone that's close to you, you can't even imagine. And uh, I think that's quite accurate because... Everyone's grief transpires in a really different way. But other themes that this film brought up, which I think is really powerful, I'm just going to like literally list them before I forget and go off on a tangent and like not say them. But one, nobody listens to children. When children are going through things, nobody believes them or either they put words in their mouth and not actually listening to what they're saying or they, yeah, they either don't take it seriously or they, they inflame imaginative minds that actually are making it up if that makes sense so um that's one like it's a really good lesson is that uh, people don't listen to the truth of what children are trying to tell them because what a child is trying to tell you and what it transpires like are two completely different things um so i thought that was quite interesting how they kind of played with that in the movie but i think one of the biggest themes that really hit home for myself having lost a parent and for i know many friends of mine have lost one or both of parents actually and for some of them obviously not all I think one of the most common themes is how like you're treated after you go through the process of grieving like there's this this very strange moment where everyone kind of bands together and you feel this sense of community and family and everyone who's ever known that parent or anyone who's ever known the person suddenly comes out of the woodworks and tells you stories and everyone suddenly knows you and everyone you know it's it's a strange kind of um it's just an interesting kind of experience and zone to it to kind of walk through i i think it's a mercy from allah because in a moment when you've lost someone he kind of gathers people together to kind of make your soul and your heart feel quite full just to kind of get you through those first few weeks and that's why I think it's um you know your brothers and sisters should come to the house for the next I think three days or I can't remember if it's three days or a week or like so there's a certain period of time where people should come to the house bring food um, and spend time with that person because obviously it, it prevents them from going into like a dark hole on them like they could be there alone but I think also other hekma behind that is actually making sure they're okay financially oftentimes like for example in the movie these three incredibly like intelligent children are left alone and they don't know who their family are and they are led on this kind of journey of meeting all these different people that their parents knew um but there's always kind of like a sinister reality in the background and they first go to count olaf who's played by uh, jim carrey who does it really well by the way like he's got such a whimsical character but he's actually really sinister it kind of discusses themes of um, eating into the wealth of an orphan and islamically 
you are deemed an orphan if your father has passed away, not even if both your parents have passed away. And I think that is to do with that level of support both uh, financially and often it, it depends on the, the family, of course, but often the father is like the backbone of the family, you know, he's powering the family. So there's like all these really interesting kind of examinations or like a look into what happens after a child loses their parent. Um, and it kind of talks about one, you know, they're left vulnerable, they're quite unsafe, you know, their future is unsafe. Their parents didn't leave them a will, but they kind of left them in the movie. There's like a spyglass and that's kind of like, it's almost left as a clue for the children to kind of go on this journey of meeting all the people in their parents' life and, and kind of learning things on the way. But I think the biggest thing is that like, perhaps it just shows like how there's very little rights for those who don't have a will, for those who are perhaps too young to kind of really comprehend how they can pick themselves up and look after themselves in the context of where will they live, you know, where will they get their resources from? Where will they get their food from? Where will they get their um, their money from? And then it kind of looks into like what 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 really is a relative? You know, like is it someone the first person that they have they end up with is Count Olaf, who really does not seem like he's related to their family at all. He's like this really evil guy. But then they go to Uncle Monty's house, and I don't think the uncle is an actual uncle, but they call him Uncle Monty, and he's this really lovely guy who just owns a bunch of snakes they had like their little sanctuary moment with this person who was in their parents life when when a parent passes away there are a lot of people who do come and give you false promises and they say you know we're gonna help you with this you know like there's there's a lot of that you know people promises and, and I think if you're young you know that could be quite dangerous because you're reliant on those things you you, you might be reliant and I think when you lose a parent as an older person, maybe 30, 40 above, like you're kind of sorted. So I guess like what I would say for anyone out there who might be listening, perhaps it's really worthwhile to look into speaking to your parents about a will and speaking to or just making a will for yourself if you have anything that's worth giving because it solves a lot of difficulty in the future and you know even islamically Omar ibn al-Khattab spoke about this like that you should form a will often um update it often because obviously death can come to us at any time any of us and like we nothing is really um certified in this life like we don't know when we will pass it's it's strange like from experiencing death at a fairly young age I'd say not just someone in my direct family but you know like grandmothers and that kind of thing I think it has propelled me into the state of mind of producing things so that I know that I've left a legacy for my sisters for my friends for people in my life they know me very well but there's like they don't know everything I was talking to my family the other day and I was just thinking about the fact that when I go out like I spend about let's say from how many hours I spend outside of the house and then I come home in the evening that's like a lot of hours that I've spent away from my family and I can never tell them about all the things that I do in each day for one each day looks very different and I meet a lot of different types of people but you can never really explain and narrate to them the kind of experiences that you're having that's why I do kind of appreciate social media and blogging and all that kind of thing because it gives your family an insight into what kind of things you get up to in the day which is I guess kind of cool I think it's healthy to get into that mindset that like you might not always be around and I think it's good to provide people in your life with answers to things that they might be looking for ever since my father passed away I've had so many questions about you just start thinking about questions you never asked them and just small things about them that you like you'd never thought to ask like you never really you never thought you would need to 
like you felt like you had all the time in the world to ask those questions. So there was like no point. Yeah, you just take advantage of time. Like you just think you have time. So now like every person in my life, I just ask them like quite peculiar questions because it's good to know that. But like, it's just good to know, like you, you never know when someone's time might come. And it's really quite powerful just gaining like little details. Like recently, um, I traveled to Paris and I met up with my amazing cousin and her husband. And she like brought so many stories with her of my dad that none of us knew. And it was just so hilarious because I'm a lot more like him than I thought, especially when he was younger. So that was really like comforting for me. And it's almost like parts of the puzzle are being put in place every time I hear a new story or every time I hear somebody else tell me like especially when he first passed away so many people came to me and told me amazing stories about him that I had no idea what he was doing when he left the house you know like I didn't know how many people he was helping I didn't know all the things that he did in private because he obviously never said it like he would just do those things and not tell us um because he did it for the sake of doing it not for the sake of showing that he's doing it if that makes sense that's why I think it's really important to just first document stuff that's going on in your life or thoughts or um, journeys, ideas. I don't know, like just jot it down. Like even if you're not a writer I, or even like record voice notes or send voice notes. I really like sending voice notes to friends. Um, I have a friend who literally, she'll, she'll know who she is when I say this. She bears witness to my life. That's literally what I call her. She's like... <laughs> the person who witnesses my life like so she knows it all so it's kind of like if anything happens to me she'll just know it all from all sides of the coin I don't know prepare write letters to your friends and family and tell them how you feel about things and you know write their names on on the envelopes and like keep it in a box and one day you know Allahu alam. I'm not saying like you know you're gonna pass away but one day they might find that and, and you might help them get through a moment um, that's what I mean by legacy. So yeah, like watching this movie, like it really like unraveled a lot of ideas in my mind. Um, but more than anything, like more than anything, it just really highlighted to me why there's such a focus on the orphans, um, and the importance of like looking after orphans and, um, protecting their like inheritance. Because I think because of like the difficulty of it, the tangible difficulty and the material difficulty being an orphan. So some pretty reflective thoughts for this one. But I would say like, I think when somebody passes away, I think in that month, that six months, that year, that two year period, I think people will remember and people will say things and people will comment and they'll comment on the anniversary like that's the only day you remember them actually like you remember them all the time and in re really random moments like you remember them at times that you probably you never expect you would so you could be in the middle of a movie or you could be just doing an activity or you and it's just a thought or a memory or oftentimes when you have dreams about them and um I think people get sensitive about the date when they passed away but really that stuff doesn't matter it's just more about like that person's always going to mean something in your mind and your heart like they've all they'll always be a piece of you and that's why I really encourage people like even if you're if you have a bad relationship with your family members whoever they may be I really encourage you to try and fix it work on it because if that they're, when they're not here anymore you won't ever have that chance to to get to know why or to to understand their perspective or just to kind of make peace if not f like for them and to like just have a relationship with them do it for yourself to like find peace with yourself 
Because I'm telling you, like, when someone's no longer here, no matter how much they annoyed you in this life, you will have questions. You will have things that you'd want to hear from them. You'd have... I sound like I'm crying. I'm actually not. It's just my throat. If there's anyone in your life who you know has experienced uh, the loss of a loved one, like, try to reach out, not necessarily in the most overt way of, like, saying, oh, hey, you ever need to talk? Nothing like that. Just reach out and, and just be there for them, no matter how long it's been. It could have been five, ten years. Like, some people hold that stuff in. Like, grief comes out in the most peculiar and unexpected ways. And I think it's just the brain's way of, like, functioning and being able to function. Some things are just too awful to engage with right away. Yeah, I think those are my take takeaway kind of comments is, one, document things in your life to share with others one day. Two, I would say, ask questions that you're curious about to the friends and family and the people in your life because you never know when you're going to get this chance again. Get to know them more. Don't just know them by that person that comes home and you chat a bit and you go to bed. Like, no, really get to know them. Socialise with them and understand them and, like, ask them stories and ask them, like... When I go on my travels sometimes, there's a lot my family don't know about, like, just because I have so many conversations with interesting people. So I've just started to, to kind of narrate those, those stories and narrate those conversations and my family find it really interesting. And they get to know more about me in that process. You'll find that, that maybe there's people in your house that don't know a lot about you, even though you live with each other every single day. So yeah, definitely reach out and bridge more conversations and ask more questions and learn about their memories. And it will help you understand them better and maybe bridge your relationship with them because, you know, there might be tensions between uh, yourself and a parent or there might be tensions between yourself and a, uh, a sibling. And I think the more you speak to them, the more you'll understand what goes on in their day-to-day -day lives, the kind of relationships they have, the kind of problems they're having, the obstacles they're facing, just their personality types, how they react to things, what their trauma is, or like what their experiences are. Like these are all, like you're gaining knowledge. Knowledge is power, right? You're gaining knowledge and you're building a profile so that you will kind of be able to interact with them better and it, it will enhance your relationship with them. And I think it will also bring more between you. You'll find that you have more in common as well. It's, it's a really interesting way to look at it. Like we, we think that they'll always be there. Um, and so we never think to ask important questions or have important conversations because we just think that, that they're always going to be there. Another takeaway message would be look after orphans. You know, they get it tough. Another one would be make sure you write up a will often. I sound very blue. I'm not blue at all. I'm just incredibly, incredibly tired and fatigued, very ill. Um, <laughs> you'll know if I'm crying. I, I, I will say it. I think crying is healthy. It's not a bad thing at all. But anyway, um, please do leave a comment if you if this has kind of hit a nerve with you or you can relate or you just find it interesting. I'm always interested in hearing other people's perspectives. Also, don't be afraid of like talking to people in your life uh, who have lost a loved one about that loved one. Like talk about it. Like uh, me and my friends, we have a really healthy relationship when we talk about the loved ones in our lives that we've lost because we just talk about it like, really normally like you just bring it up like they're still here like you talk about memories and how they used to act and sometimes you, you even might say their name in, in as if they're still alive like you will say them in like present tense not in uh past tense he used to or you know like you just say he does sometimes it just comes out that way it's really strange like it's a very strange kind of process it's almost like like a fame thing like if the person when the person passes away i don't know what it is but it's kind of like 
whenever people band together and talking about a subject, everyone kind of wants to feel involved in it. And especially with the tragedies, I don't know, like the way we see it on social media, when something really awful happens, we all band together and talk about it. Maybe it's our way of kind of like dealing with the trauma and the idea of it. It's quite difficult. So I guess we just want to be in on it. I don't know what it is. It's like a really strange uh, phenomena, but like it happens when somebody passes away, like everyone suddenly comes out and wants to be like a part of the process. It's really strange, but um, I mean, it's good because like the family will feel supported, but it can just makes you not trust people uh, in the long run when the, the support suddenly disappears people forget like I think one of the key key themes is that people are so forgetful and there was a moment <laughs> there's a moment there's a moment in the movie when Count Olaf he literally says which is Jim Carrey played by Jim Carrey he literally says oh your parents died like oh so sad wait let me do that again let me let me do it better so he's literally acting and how he's going to respond and I think people are like that <laughs> it's really I don't know, sometimes I feel like I want to put out a disclaimer, like I'm about to say something really deep. Please, please fake that you care really well. Because it's so uncomfortable having to deal with someone's fake reaction. Like it's, I honestly don't know what to do with myself. Sometimes people get in their heads so much when they hear bad news. And I get it, I actually do. I, I get the psychology of it. When they hear horrifically bad news, some people are so far in their heads and not in the other person that they not being considerate enough about the other person's feelings that they literally they want to prove that they are distraught so much that they put on a front and put on a like a fake distraughtness if that makes sense and what it does is the overcompensation actually backfires and it comes across really insincere on their face like like it's almost like their face just makes a natural smile it's a really I think I need to look into this like there's there's there, there, there must be a psychology behind it because I've experienced it and seen it on so many occasions and obviously it depends how the person like breaks the news if you're like literally just laughing a second ago and then suddenly says that like sometimes it's how people deal with things right so they say things in a shocking manner because it's almost like the only way that they can break that to you without it getting incredibly uncomfortable because they don't want to deal with that uncomfortable kind of silence no, honestly, like for me, if I'm meeting new people, I, I would always talk about these things like that happened, like this person passed away or I went through this trauma because like it is a fundamental part of who I have become and who I am and, and what makes me me. And it's like if I feel like you're you're, you're somebody that I, I'm speaking to, so which means I must respect and like you. And then I think it's fair. It's only fair that, you know, like you you come to learn what makes me me and you might understand some things that have been said or done as a result of that but I stopped telling people because of how they reacted many times people like I guess it just wasn't the reaction I was looking for I guess you can't control people's reactions but I guess it made me like second guess who they were like it made me think do they, do they have a heart or you know, like, are they that sincere or I don't know, like something as, as deep as that. Like some people brush it off. People that I've known very well can brush it off and talk about something else. You have to understand that that's their noise. That's how they deal with it. Or there's pe there've been people like in the fees office at my university who, when I told them, like the poor guy, he just looked like he was going to cry there and then. 
<laughs> which I thought was really quite sweet. So I guess like everyone's different in how they react. But now I've just kind of made a firm resolve. It's easier for myself to not say it. But I guess now I'm at a point where like it doesn't affect me what the other person thinks or doesn't think of it or reacts, not thinks, but reacts to it because I know what it is, if that makes sense. Like I, I can own what my emotions are towards that thing. Um, and I think when you own your own emotions, you don't need that kind of validation from anyone else. But yeah, like it's it's interesting. But yeah, people do forget. They forget very quickly. And it it might be within that six month period. It might be within that two month period. It might be within that couple year period. And I think when people see you smiling and having fun, they think, oh, OK, great. She's healed. But I think healing is like it's an it's a nonlinear ongoing process that can last forever essentially especially something so close to your heart I don't know it's like a subconscious thing we do it's kind of like oh she looks like she's good so she must be good but I think I think you have to go through it yourself to truly understand where that person's head's at like where where that person lies on the scale of things and to be fair like some people after experiencing grief they can go about their lives quite normally and actually enjoy things and laugh and be okay um it really depends on the person and it depends what they need to do to get them through like some people they find it more difficult to have to wallow and, and be sad so it's almost like bringing a bit of light into their life whilst as a coping mechanism but yeah like it's interesting so I would say also like one piece of advice, like if a friend or anyone in your life has experienced a loss, don't take for granted that how much it might still be impacting them and don't take for granted how much it's crazy how quickly people can forget. It's actually like, and I, I don't blame them. I think it's just human nature. Um, but you can't claim to understand what somebody might be going through uh, if you can forget that quickly. And that's just purely because you haven't been through it. But yeah, this was quite a somber one. <laughs> I think we've got a nice balance now anyway, because I wanted to give like little intro talk, Oprah vibes, you know, and then we can ease into some of my conversations that I have with some of the incredible people in my life. They will bring about laughter, bring about inspo. So something to look forward to. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>